Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression and motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I'm a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. All right, welcome to episode number 47. Um, If my voice is a little bit scratchy or I don't know what this is, um, I am trying this for the first time, actually recording multiple episodes in one sitting. So I've just recorded three episodes so far, and this is the fourth and final episode that I'll be recording today. So my voice is starting to sound a little bit crackly and all that stuff, but either way, the message should come through strong. So today I want to talk to you about repeated patterns. Um, The way that I kind of want to define this is by talking about rhythms. So if you were to do a quick Google search, um, rhythm is defined as a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. Um, And so we're talking about rhythms of life today. So this is a strong, regular, repeated pattern of living. That's the definition for today's episode. Rhythms of life is what we're talking about. And it's this idea of these repeated patterns. Truth is, we all have some sort of rhythm to our life. And if you are familiar with music at all, which... I would say most of us are, um, you know that each song has some sort of rhythm. There are repeated patterns throughout an individual song. Some songs more than others. Some songs have repeated patterns quite frequently. And then others, it might be a while until a pattern is repeated again. And then even still, some songs are songs that produce a spirit of peace in us and calm. And then there are some songs that get us worked up. And maybe those are the types of songs that we might use for a workout or something of that nature. Um, And then there are even songs that can produce in us like feelings of sadness and hopelessness. And then there are songs that produce feelings of hope and happiness and joy. And so there are all of these different types of rhythms that we hear in music. And in life, it is very much the same. Some of us have these strong, regular, repeated patterns of living. Some good, some not so good. Many of us may have experienced, let's say, anxiety throughout our lives. And we've been going in this repeated cycle or pattern for many years and are just unsure of how to break that pattern or that cycle. Either way, whether you recognize it or not, you have some sort of rhythm to your life. I, um, when I first got this message, I thought about like people actually dancing, like people out on the dance floor. And there are some of us who have what people would call good rhythm. And some of us who have no rhythm. Like think about that on an actual dance floor. You 
hear the, the song playing and you hear the beat of it. And there are some people who are just great at keeping up to the rhythm of the music and they've got all the moves. And then there are some people who look like they are a fish out of water and you have absolutely no idea what they're doing on the dance floor. Neither do they. And they certainly do not belong there. And I would venture to say that many of us are like that that second person, the fish out of water, if we're listening to this podcast. We're feeling like things are out of our control and life is kind of being lived for us. When in reality, there's a rhythm that's happening of our life. We're just not so much aware of what that rhythm is. And so because of that, it just seems like life is out of control and things aren't going the way that we had planned and all of those things. Um, But what the truth of the matter is, is that you have some control over the rhythm of your life. It's just that when you kind of sit back and just let life happen, that rhythm kind of gets determined and you just jump into it. And so if you're stuck in the cycle of anxiety or depression, then it's likely that you've got this rhythm of life. It's a strong, regular, repeated pattern of living that you're going through. And so it might be that on a daily basis, you're not getting up out of bed until you absolutely have to. It might be that now that we're, a lot of us are working from home, that you're just not getting dressed on a daily basis. Um, It might be that you are skipping out on meals on a regular basis. And this becomes a repeated pattern of day after day after day after day. And before you know it, that is the rhythm of your life. That is what you do on a daily basis. You wait until the last second to get rid of, to get out of bed. You absolutely do not get dressed or showered unless you have to. You may not even brush your teeth unless you're going out of the house that day. And so we get stuck in these patterns of sadness, of feeling down, of potentially anxiety. Um, I actually had someone reach out to me the other day and ask, like, do you think this is just a cycle, the depression? Do you think this is just a cycle that I need to break out of? And I said, absolutely. It's not all about this chemical imbalance that I think so many of us are hopeful that a lot of this could be and that we're hoping to solve by getting some sort of medication or some quick fix. A lot of it involves changing the daily things that we do. Whatever you repeatedly do is who you are. So whatever patterns you've had ingrained into you determine the rhythm of your life. And the only way to change that is to change the regular repeated patterns of living. And it's not like... Let's say I were to work out today, that now all of a sudden I'm this really healthy person. No, that hasn't become a regular repeated pattern. That has not become the rhythm of my life. It's just something I did today. And so it's not enough to just convince yourself to get out of bed and get dressed one day, but you've got to do it two days, three days, four days, five days, over and over and over until it becomes a strong, regular, repeated 
pattern. And then it becomes the rhythm of your life. And like I mentioned previously, so many of us don't even realize that we each have a rhythm. Like literally, whether or not you choose to acknowledge it or you know what the rhythm of your life is, there is one there. And so I'd encourage you to take a moment to actually just stop and think about the things that you do on a daily basis. For example, one of the rhythms that I have kind of inserted into my life, um, or I'll give you one example first and then I'll talk about now, Um, but I always considered myself to just be a person who ran late. I just run late. I'm always late to everything. It's just a part of who I am. It is a regular repeated pattern of living to be late to events. Work, not so much. But to some sort of party or event or anything outside of what I'm getting paid for, yes, that is a rhythm of my life, to be late. And for some time, I just felt like that was, that's just it. That's just who I am. And there would be one time where I would come early to whatever it is and everyone would be so surprised. Um, Small group is a good example. I think my husband and I, we came early to group one time and um, uh, the leaders of the group were just like, we definitely weren't expecting it to be you. We're so surprised that you're here early. And it was a one-time occurrence. It didn't become the rhythm of my life. They weren't now going to expect me to always be there early or be on time or my husband either. Um, But when he and I first started dating, he was a very on-time person and I am a very not so on time person. And so together we kind of get into this middle ground of sometimes we're early slash on time. And sometimes, most times we're late. And so that has become the rhythm for us. And you have to take some control, some responsibility of the rhythm of your life And the way that you do that is you start to set the regular habits that you will have in your life. And it doesn't have to be that you have to have a schedule for your day. Like, okay, every day I'm waking up at 6 a.m. Although a lot of people recommend having a regular wake up time or every day I eat breakfast at 6.30. You don't have to get to like that strict of a schedule or a rhythm, but you can. And if you do, I I think that there are a lot of benefits to it. But what I want to encourage you to do is have some sort of regular rhythm of four different areas that I have found to be extremely valuable. And the first area has to do with last week's episode um, of this slow down life and being at peace and at rest. And so that's the first rhythm that I think we all need to learn to incorporate into our life. And I would encourage you, you don't have to necessarily try to do all of these four pieces that I'm going to mention um, at the same time. But if you're going to pick one, I would say that this idea of resting in God is extremely important and probably the number one thing to get you to a point where you can pour out to other people and invest in other things. And so I think this rhythm of rest is extremely important. 
Um, this is rest on a daily basis. So taking some time to actually go to sleep, um, wind down your mind, get to this state of relaxation and just being kind of calm. And then it's also this idea of having a, a day of rest, having a Sabbath every single week where it is dedicated to resting and restoring. This will produce so much fruit in your life when you start to actually just rest and be still. The second rhythm that I think is extremely important um, is prayer. And we all need to get into this habit of having a continual communication with the Holy Spirit on a moment by moment basis. That when you're kind of having those conversations in your head, they're actually having conversations with the Holy Spirit and that you're allowing him to lead you and to guide you. It's not just this idea of kneeling beside your bed five minutes before you fall asleep or falling asleep in your bed, talking to God, but it's this continual, this strong, regular, repeated pattern of talking throughout your day with your father, of getting that advice and that guidance and all of that just poured onto you in a, on a daily basis. And when you have those moments of confusion or fear or anxiety, that that's the first thing that you run to because it's become so strong and regular in your life that that's the first thought that you have is prayer because prayer changes things for you. And so you have to get into this, this habit of praying without ceasing. And I think when that scripture was written, it didn't mean that you're literally just kneeling and praying and not doing anything else because there are other things that you do eventually have to do throughout your day. But it's this idea of being constantly connected to God and you could be doing your actual work or typing on your computer or recording a podcast for that matter and still be in this continual communion with God and communicating with him and being fed by him and just being so open to whatever it is that he wants to do in your life. That's prayer. Prayer is just not just the, the kneeling beside the bed before you go to sleep or the falling asleep while praying sort of thing. It's this actual conversation. It's listening to what your father wants to say to you and what he has to say about you and listening to him speak your identity over you. That's prayer. You don't just ask, but you also sit in silence and wait for him to respond. And so I think a lot of us, prayer is, okay, God, I need, I need, I need, I need this, I need that, I need that. Okay, bye. Can you imagine if you had some sort of relationship with someone and that's all they did? They just called you whenever they needed something and never bothered to ask you how you're doing or learn about your heart and what it is that you desire from them? Can you imagine the type of relationship that would be? Would you actually have this longing to communicate with that person on a daily basis? The crazy thing is, is that God still wants to communicate with you on a daily basis. 
even if you treat him that way, he wants to have this relationship with you. So just think about it from that point of view is that it's actually a two-way street. It's not just you asking for everything that you think you need, but it's also you just listening, listening to what he has to say to you in that very moment. And I would encourage you to have some sort of regular time of like silence where you you pray and then you just wait. That's a part of prayer is that actual listening for the still small voice. The thing is, because it's still and small, at times it's drowned out by the noise of the world. And so you have to be intentional about getting that quiet time when you actually pray. And so it's kind of the the two of those together. It's that continuous connection. And it's also those moments of silence where you're just listening for your father's heart. The third rhythm that I think is extremely important for us is this rhythm of service. We're all a part of something so much larger than just ourselves. And it's really easy to get caught up in us for no more, as my pastor calls it, which is just essentially you, your husband, and your two children, or however many children you have. Um, We can get caught up in that mentality a lot. And especially when we're struggling with anxiety or depression or anything of that nature. Um, I remember when I was really struggling with postpartum anxiety after having Kyla and someone recommended serving. And it sounded so wild to me that I would serve anyone when I was in the state of mind that I was in. I felt, if anything, I need someone to serve me. I need someone to help me out of this dark pit. And one of the things that was the most life-giving for me was to start sharing my story so that it could serve others, so that they could know that they were not alone. And serving doesn't have to be this in-person serving food to homeless people or something of that nature. Serving can be in any number of ways. It could be something like this, using your gift, using your life experiences to help other people. This is me serving. This is my rhythm, my strong, regular, repeated pattern of living a life of serving others. I get nothing from this podcast, but the opportunity to serve. That's all that I get from this is the opportunity to serve you and to be able to help you walk through this journey. We have to live these selfless lives even when, no, especially when, we're so hyper-focused on ourselves, we have to turn the attention away from us and onto him. And serving is an important way of doing that. It's a very, it's a very practical way. I was going to say impractical. It's a very practical way of taking the attention off of myself. So I really actually enjoyed serving others while I was struggling with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety because it helped me. It truly did help me. And so serving for you might look like serving in the children's ministry, 
um, serving in a young adult ministry. It might mean that you're going out and you're just praying for people, whether you're talking to them and praying for them, or just as you see them passing you, you've gotten to this rhythm of praying for individuals. Um, it could be serving in a elderly home. It could be serving food to the homeless or whatever it is. Get into that regular rhythm of serving others. It takes a lot of that thought process off of you. And it actually is extremely helpful with depression and anxiety. And then the last area is work. So work is something that we see all throughout the Bible. Many people had different jobs, whether it's a job inside the home or outside the home. We all are required in some way to do some sort of work. None of us should be just sitting and never doing anything. Obviously, like I said, those are, there are times for that silence and that solitude and just being poured into by the Father. But then there are other times when you go out and you work. And I think our, our great example um, is God, as he created the entire universe, working for six days, resting on the seventh. He didn't do nothing for six days and then rest on the seventh. He worked. And so we get into this rhythm of working. And not just working, but working with excellence. Working as if your work is for God, not for man. And so you, if you have a job outside the home, um, do your job to the best of your ability. Not to the point where you are running, running, running and never taking a break to stop and to have rest. But when you're there, when you are doing your eight hours, six hours, four hours, whatever it is that you do for work, that you are committed to that time when you are working and that you work to the best of your ability. Again, this is not a, a striving and uh, what can I do to get to the next and more, higher, better, more money, better title. This is, I am working for the Lord. I am using my gifts, my talents, what I have to work. And again, I just want to make sure that this comes across clear. It's not that work where you're just grinding um, until you don't have any more energy, but it's that planned work. It's a rhythm of work. It's I work 40 hours a week or I work 45 hours a week or whatever it is that is your rhythm of living that you get into that regular pattern. And what you'll start to notice is that when you get into a pattern of rest, prayer, service, and work, that you start to live a life that is peaceful, that is routine, that you kind of know what to expect and you can truly get into that rhythm. And you can be more smooth, like the first person on the dance floor where you are following that beat, and you might hear Kyla in the background, but you get into that, that rhythm where you're following that beat and you can kind of just feel it throughout your body. That's where you want to be. You don't want to be that fish out of water that really is just kind of all over the place and not really having any sort of rhythm of life. You want things to flow naturally. 
and kind of know what to expect next, but you're open to things changing and not necessarily going exactly as you planned. This kind of goes back to not necessarily having to have this strict schedule of wake up every day at six, breakfast at 6.30, workout at 6.35, shower at 7.05. It doesn't have to be that strict. It can be strict if you want it to be and if you feel like you operate better with having that solid of a plan, but it just has to be a rhythm. It has to be a strong, regular, repeated pattern of living. That takes away a lot of the chaos and you start to feel a lot more peace when you've got this repeated pattern. So that's it. Um, That's all I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, As always, if you need someone to talk to, you're struggling with anxiety or depression or anything of that nature, feel free to reach out to me. Best way to reach me is by email, info at defeatppd.com. That's I-N-F-O at defeatppd.com. And I'd be happy to get back with you, um, get some resources into your hands, talk with you through this, whatever it is. I just want to be um, be there for you throughout this process. All right. Well, I hope that you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Have you heard the news? We've started a mailing list. You should definitely join the Defeat PPD mailing list to get exclusive content that we will only be sending out to the members of our list. This is just another way for you to stay connected to me and for me to connect with you. I hope that you'll join us. You can add yourself to the list at www.defeatppd.com.